Welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Redemption Thursday edition. Woohoo! Getting late in the week, people. Feels good. T. Lizzie is across the glass producing the program. Director Matthew is on the ones and twos. And here we go. Redemption Thursday wagers forthcoming momentarily. Oh, by the way, you can find me on Twitter at Jay Cameron Show. Everybody doing all right? Feeling pretty good? Uh, a little unseasonably warm out there, Tom. It just can't make up its mind. Well, it was it's close to being town. cold. It was cold for a while. I mean, chilly relatively for a time there. Every morning you walk out, you're like, ooh, all right. Today I walked out, thought the same thing, and then by 11, I was like, damn. Yeah. What are we doing out here? These are the 35 to 40 degree different days between the highs and the lows. No, it's, thank you. It's weird. Yeah, well, it wreaks hell with your allergies. You got issues. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, that's only the beginning of my issues. Yeah, sleep gets disrupted. You really struggle with all that stuff. I know. I know. It sucks. I know a lot of people like you in that situation. I don't have that problem. I just get annoyed. A lot of people love me. They don't just like me. <laughs> oh, you ready for these picks? You ready for these you want to get right to him? Uh, set me an over-under for how many sirens I'm going to need to hit today. I don't know. Let Director Matthew decide on that one. I mean, there are a few right out the gate, as Jimbo would say. This is out the gate, Tom. Right from the beginning, the very first picks, you're going to go, really? Okay. Oh, That's yeah. where we're at. All right, all right. Yeah, that's where we're at. I'm ready. So, as you see the picks there, brought to you by the Metro Deli. If you're watching on Warchant TV, thank you so much to our great friends and supporters at Metro Deli. I don't see why not. Get you a turkey grinder, damn it. Get you a turkey grinder. Mmm. In a tomato wrap. Or a spinach wrap. Yeah, I like both. That's the uh, tomato basil wrap, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. I, uh, I like all their food, but I always fall back on the damn grinder. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> the food. The food. <laughs> not the app. Oh, man. That is funny. All right. This is what we got. Houston and Memphis are going to play a football game, and the two of them are going to combine to score over 59.5. That's what they're going to do. All right, here we go. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Over 59.5. Louisville and Duke will play a game tonight, Tom, with not much fanfare, not a ton of interest, but they are going to play it, and they're going to score over 60 points in that one. <laughs> Ah, that's nice. Here we go. Oh, look at that. We got Ric Flair in the act now. I didn't know it. I didn't know it. There we go. Nicely done. Uh, Florida State's going to go up to Boston. Little Chestnut Hill near Newton, as they call it. Snooton. For all the rich folks there in Newton. And they don't like you to tailgate when you go up there. If you've never done it, just so you know, they do not like you to tailgate when you go to uh, Chestnut Hill. They'll, they frown upon it. But if your name is Bill Belichick, they will allow you to park in the middle of wherever you want That's and right. leave your car. No yeah. problems. Well, no I think questions asked. I think he's earned that. I think he's probably earned that. I would also note that I bet Nick Saban could do the same in Alabama, right? Tuscaloosa, just pull up, roll into a handicapped spot, doesn't care, gets out, leaves his doors open. People come clean the car while he's running into the store parked illegally they're just stacks of cash that he gives to recruits in there and yeah. nobody touches a dollar <laughs> no but they, they you know the deal you don't mess with Saban's money you'll leave it alone 
Anyhow, Florida State's going to go on the road there and uh, and and play in lovely uh, Boston, fun city, great city, a lot of history, good weather this time of year. I like us. I like us. I like us to be locked in. I'm taking us on the money line. We're a dog, but I like us to win the game outright. Give me the Knowles money line for the win. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. I I was very encouraged to hear that they had a great week of practice, that, that Norvell was and, – and normally I roll my eyes because there are motivational factors involved in that a lot of times. It's not always the God's honest truth about whether a kid had a good day or the team or a segment group had a good practice or not. A lot of times coaches sending messages through the media, I just kind of roll my eyes. But you know – I think it's a mature group. You and I were on the College Sports Book today previewing the state of Florida's gambling. And like and subscribe both to Warchan TV and the College Sports Book on YouTube. And we do the <clears throat> Florida bets. We just look through the state at the biggins. We'll take a look at Florida State, obviously, Florida, Miami, UCF. Every now and then, USF sneaks in there, not often. But uh, we, we do that. And you said something that I wholeheartedly agreed with. And it was my thinking as well. They're mature enough. They're locked in enough. They care enough. They prepare enough. And they love each other. And now I added to what you said. But in essence, that's what you were saying, that they're going to go up there and look at this as an opportunity and and not be stuck in last week's game. You know, you don't want your mind to, to wander about how great it was that through hard work, perseverance, what for, and a little stick to you overcame a eight-point deficit in the waning minutes of the game to win. You've got to go play a football game, and you've got to be good in said football game, or you'll get beat because Boston College is a good enough team to beat you. In fact, Vegas thinks they're a better team. They're favoring, although on a neutral field, I think Florida State, it would appear, would be favored. But uh, that said, BC's your equal is what they're telling you. And so if you don't go up there and play smart and play hard and play well and take care of business, you'll get beat. But I think this is the kind of team that is locked in, and they do care, and they know that obviously a win on Saturday puts them in a position, not a what-if, but a position to actually go to a bowl if they could beat their arch-rival and nemesis, University of Florida Gators, at the end of the season. It would be extremely disappointing if Jerkovic has a huge day for Boston College on Saturday where he can do whatever he wants to do. Because, again, this mm. is a defense that is prepared for this type of player because we've seen a lot of good quarterbacks this year in a, in, in a season in which college football itself is down, right? Yeah. It's, you got Georgia and there's everybody else. Usually there's five or six teams. By the time he gets to this point of the season, it's whittled down to four with yeah. a couple of outside chances. Nobody knows anything beyond number one this year. So in a year where there's a lot of average, yeah, yeah ACC yeah. quarterback play in retrospect is pretty, pretty good. damn good. Pretty good, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a tested group here uh, on defense for Florida State. Uh, yes, and by the way, Mark, you make a great point here in the chat, and since we're talking gambling in the opening second uh, segment, since it is Redemption Thursday, yes, I saw that. Mar- uh, FSU did open at plus 115, now they're plus 100, hope you jumped early. They also opened at plus 3.5, and, and I did jump early. You want to give me more than a field goal? Get the hell out of here with that. What are you doing? That's insulting. BC's not that good. What are we doing? I, I, I was actually kind of pissed. I jumped on it and went, boom. What are you doing? Yeah, Again, what is it that Florida, that this quarterback does that Florida State hasn't seen at this point? Agreed. If you look at Leary and Howell and Van Dyke and Jack Cohn in week one. Who played like Jesus. I mean, what was he Correct. doing? He hadn't played that way the rest of the year, which I knew he wouldn't. The mural had traveled from the dump it of the was, town yeah, down right. to Tallahassee. It was insane. So what is it this guy does that, that's better than any of them? Nothing, but it doesn't mean he's not good. No, he's a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. Question will be, how can we pressure him? He likes to climb the pocket. How about that middle of the rush? Let's go. 
That front four has been beastly. All right, give me Michigan to lay the wood to Maryland on the road. Maryland started the year 4-0. and They've won one game since. They've looked terrible in all the others. I, I think they suck. I'm going to take Michigan. There's your analysis right there. I think they suck. That's what I. That's what I'm here to tell you. Give me Michigan to sleepwalk and easily cover the fourteen and a half. Maryland sounds like the antithesis of Florida State. So that sounds I, I, like yeah. It would be fun, Jeff. What's your problem with Maryland? They kind of suck. All right. Yeah. Just in general. That's on the dais. <laughs> uh, give me UCLA to stomp Southern Cal. It's been a a rough go there at USC this year. UCLA still playing hard. Give me them to uh, lay the three and get the win in the rivalry game there. I, when I was a kid. I used to love to watch this game. I know that sounds strange. Growing up in Florida, by and large, caring deeply about football in the South, although I do love the overall, uh, as I like to say, uh, big picture of college football and on the whole. <laughs> but I do, I, I do remember thinking that the uniform clash of UCLA and USC was fantastic. So many colors. There's just so much going on when you watch because when UCLA's wearing that that blue with the with the gold and USC has got that that rich you know uh, maroon if you will, and it's over the green field. It's just and, I mean yeah. think about that. That is oh. an assault on the senses. It's beautiful. Anyway, I'll give you UCLA to win. Uh, I'll give the three. I like how Oregon State's played this year. I'll take them plus three against Arizona State. Cal giving a point and a half to Stanford. This has been a a tough year. At Stanford, give me Cal to win that game comfortably. That's more of a pick than anything else. I like Hawaii. I keep fading Colorado State. You guys have noticed. <laughs> there he is. I like that we got him cursing me out because every week I pick against him. And he can be as mad as he wants to be, but hadn't really worked out hey, for man, him there. He won't curse you out when he is a star on Warchant TV as we put together a lot of programming around what he does. I can't wait. We'll get in here. We'll talk wine and pastries and football. What a day at the office that'll be, huh? Um, sorry, Adazio, but I'm going to take Hawaii to get the win there. They're getting points. I'll do it. Uh, West Virginia giving three against Texas. Texas uh, is a mess, to say the least. You know, it's interesting. We have moved into an era where guys don't get a lot of time, and Florida State helped usher in that era. Uh, we went from an era of, okay, you get five years, bare minimum, because you got to come in and you get your recruiting class, and that class has got to come through and play all those years. And, and then we decide whether or not you got anything going for you. Uh, and, and it's five years, and doesn't work out, then we let you go. And somewhere along the way, the money got to be uh, more influential. And they said, I ain't waiting around on five years. I mean, this guy's been... Kind of sorry as hell for the last three. I'm not waiting for five. I, I know what he is. So at the end of three, people got let go, and it was, you know, three was a bit much, but people didn't bat an eyelash. They began to say, nah, three years. Usually have some indicators. After three years, we got to see a little something. Got to show me something. Now, thanks to Florida State and a couple of others, like, eh, I don't know, man, two and a, you know, two and a couple. Uh, this ain't moving in the right direction. We're going to call it a day with this. We're pulling the plug. You're done. Uh, two and a couple. How about one and a couple? Well, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like, eh, you know, one and a couple here. We're about done with you. So that kind of happened. And uh, I brought it up to a friend of mine whose father was in the coaching profession for a very, very long time. And we were debating uh, when you know and whether or not it would be smart if you had endless funds, say like Texas does, and you're, you know, you're chasing the rabbit. 
you've been looking, you've been trying and trying and trying, and you always grab the next thing, and it never works out. I mean, Tom Herman wasn't good, but he wasn't horrific. In fact, at the end of his last year, I think he won seven, eight games in a ten-game season with the, uh, with the with the COVID, and they fired him. They said, "Get the hell up out of here. We're tired of your sorry ass. You swaying back and forth nonsense. You can leave." But would you consider firing Sark if they get beat again and they lose their sixth straight and they've clearly quit? The answer is no. It's year one. You have to look at the class. The answer now, is no. Well, if they're like in the sixties in recruiting, then you might have no choice. Like, who are you losing? What does it matter? Yeah, I'm just kind of curious. Um, I was I I, I want to know when we reach the point that devoid of scandal, does a guy not make it past a year? Devoid of scandal. I mean, obviously, if you catch him in a hotel room with hookers and cocaine or something, he's got to go. And you know, it's week seven or whatever it is. You could fire a guy for that. But I'm saying, other than <laughs> well done, Ric Flair. Yeah. You got to let him go then. But other than that, that's scandal. I mean, ah, uh, maybe, maybe you got to go over though. Correct. You got to. I mean, if you roll in with some decent talent and go Owen twelve, I think if that happens, that means the athletic director is gone. Maybe the university president is gone because, like, who the hell interviewed that guy? Wasn't that the question that came out of Willie's time and all the stories we hear? Like, God, none of these red flags appeared and. Anything you did in a background check here? None of them? None well, of them. yeah, but that you're intimating that there's a criminal aspect to that. that background check sound. No, like, I'm talking mean, about red flags where you ask somebody who maybe worked at USF's program and they told you, yeah, you know what? Sometimes we'd lock the doors on our kids. You know, we just, we, we'd forget to unlock them. <laughs> People would be standing outside for no reason. Maybe you call up to Eugene and they're like, yeah, you know, Willie's missed a walkthrough or two. He's only been here a year, but we've missed a couple of walkthroughs. You know, that's never happened here at Oregon. Maybe you'd hear things like that if you vetted it a little bit closer. Maybe. I'm going to uh, I'm going to answer Ryan's question on the chat here in a moment because I actually think it's an interesting one. Uh, so anyhow, that's what I have. And then I have an NFL six-point teaser. Pleaser, baby. All right. I'm going to cross my fingers here and let's hope it happens. And All right. All right. You violated a principle here. I did violate a principle, but I don't agree with it. I don't agree with the principle. Anyhow, I'm going to tease down the Patriots to uh, a half point. They just got to win the game. They just got to beat the Falcons. Oh, okay. Atlanta? Yeah. No wonder I saw a lot of 28-3 stuff this week. Okay, that's what that's about. That's what that's about. So it's just a half point. Just got to win the game. Just got to win the game. And that's a that's an Atlanta group that just got bent over in a way that was unholy uh, with with the Cowboys. Well, according to the Old Testament, <laughs> every which way is... That's all unholy. Uh, and then finally, I did the other part of that teaser is the Ravens, who are a five-point favorite, um, or, or it's, yeah, five-point favorites. And I, I ended up teasing it across zero. That's the principle that I violated, and I'm getting a point against the Bears. But I, I don't care. You, you got to have a second team for the teaser, Tom. You want winners. That's right. That's You're right. picking winners. That's all I'm doing. Uh, so I'm doing it. That's my six-point teaser. Please give me New England a half point, Baltimore plus one. Come on, teaser pleaser. He's let me down lately. I still have a 500 record since I started introducing teasers on the program. Now, that's with teasers. I am over 500 and everything else, but the the teaser has sunken to 500 after last week's loss. I got it out of the way early. You know I like to do that. That was on a Thursday night, right off the bat. Yes, no more Thursday night NFL gods. Got to stop. Weird stuff happens. Yeah, it's annoying. So there you go. Even at. though you're tempting them again tonight. 
Yeah, I am. A little bit. Just a little bit. All right, so Florida State wins 59-54. It was ugly. I didn't like it. I'm worried. I'll tell you about it in a moment. Chef Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Cameron Show, Redemption Thursday. Good to be here. Good to be with you. Thanks so much for listening on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. That's an ugly game last night. A little basketball. Um, I say I'm concerned. I am. They go through prolonged droughts here. They're still figuring out who they are. I've got faith it'll get worked out, so I probably shouldn't have been an alarmist there. But I would say that they've got some holes here. Um you know, a little 15-3 to three run in the first half will hurt your feelings uh, as it went against Florida State. But the bench came in and, and did a good job, and Florida State did hit uh, some threes. This team can shoot. Uh, they're not great, but they can shoot. And I think as time goes on, you'll see that. Um, but I, I do think that you see them most effective, uh, Tom, offensively. Uh, when they, It's weird. Ham is going to have to get them to play the kind of defense you saw in the second half, which is the – the, the, the old-school junkyard dog defense, when they play that way, it, it triggers their break, and they can use their athleticism. When they get a defensive stop, they get out in transition. They're able to attack the basket before defenses can get set up. When defenses do get set up, it gets bogged down. You know how I feel about that. That's reminiscent of just you know over and over with the ball on the floor. Come on, guys. we got to move the ball. They're figuring themselves uh, – they'll figure themselves out, I think, in due time. But it is, it's an interesting team, and they're kind of discombobulated right now. I guess that's to be expected early in the season with a bunch of new faces. There are guys here and there that you watch and you go, okay, all right, like Cameron Fletcher and uh, Matthew Cleveland. You look at those kinds of players, you say, all right, all right, I, I got faith that's going to continue uh, to get better and better and better. And, of course, Caleb Mills is a quick uh, a quick player who can get to the basket and he can score it when you need a basket. You can get a guy like that to go and get into the lane. Well, he's also a quick-to-punch guy in the uh, in terms of shooting the basketball. He's not afraid. He's no. not afraid to shoot the basketball. We've got a couple of guys who are not afraid uh, to rise up and fire. Matthew Cleveland is another one who mm-hmm. is, is no conscience about when he's letting the basketball go. And that's fine. That's fine because last year we didn't have anybody who wanted to take charge. It looks like you've got some some opportunities there and some options. To me, I just I look at this roster, and and Leonard said last night he doesn't have a rotation right now, and it looks very much like that. I think there are some veteran players who maybe need to play fewer minutes right now. Oh yeah, I could name one of them. Uh, agreed. I think that Cameron Fletcher is going to be an absolute star once they figure him out and refine his game. Makes too many simple mistakes, uh, plays where you go, "What were you thinking?" But then the athleticism Man. shows up so often. I mean, he is a classic project. But he's, there's a lot of clay to mold here. With yeah, that and a little bit player. more, a little bit more refined than your classic project, in my opinion. He's got some basketball sense to him. He does some, but then he'll make three or four mistakes yeah. where you go, "Have you ever played?" 
Right, but that's just it's a part of the growth process. We're asking him to do, to do different things than I'm sure he was asked in high school, and and looks like some different things than Kentucky was asking Cameron Fletcher to do as well. So I really like that piece to the puzzle when it matures and and gets to a place within this program that's developed. He's going to be a game changer for us. Anthony Polite needs to hit threes. I, I'm seeing too many players so far this season try to be things they're not. Dribble drive would be the place I'd start with a couple of players like Evans and Polite. Like guys. Spot up and shoot it. If they hit you in motion and stride and you've got a chance to pull the trigger, Anthony, that's your job. Back-to-back games with Anthony Polite looking terrible. That's interesting. I also think he may have missed some time preseason with injury, and he looks like a guy that missed some time preseason with injury. And then from there, you know, Tom, tough love Cameron's always got a guy. I hate that I have to do it usually, but I reserve. Do you? Well, it depends. Tough love, Cameron comes into play here when I get on a guy that I think can play, but he's either not confident or timid or he defers too often. His skill set suggests he should be more assertive. We've seen glimpses of it, and then he reverts to form. So maybe I'm wrong. I don't have tough love, Cameron, to go to here because the guy that I'm criticizing is a guy that I don't think can play. So what's the point? And now, before people get mad, I'll tell you who it is in a second. I think it's obvious. I say he can't play. Well, not like this. Not like this. There is something going on up here, and it started a year ago, and apparently it doesn't take much to find it again because it's right back to where we were square one last season around this time where we went, what the hell's going on with him? And then it just never went away. Season ended, and we were like, what the hell's going on with him? And now here it was again last night. Raquan Evans is... That happened in Florida as well. There's a lot I of mean, plays... damn it, man. There's a lot of plays where he's got the basketball in his hand. You're like, where are you going? What What are you doing? Wh- That's what wh- you say. What is the concept here? Well, like, I know. mean, there's a lot of plays where you say, where are you going? What are you doing? Good God, can you be this bad? You end up saying lots of things to the TV. Now he's bringing blocks to the party. He four blocks last night. I appreciate that you're Maybe still Maybe offense deep. for defense. Maybe <laughs> offense for defense in late situations. These guys need some more time to develop. Of like The polite example, I, I, that's a great one because there's two things going on. Number one, there was the injury in camp, so he's working himself into shape. Number two, maybe he's putting a little pressure on himself to be something more than he needs to be, which is a stout defender who can stretch a defense by hitting and, and have one or two eye, sets of eyeballs occupied on number two because when he gets hot, that's your ass. Mm-hmm. The cool thing is, I think, when Mills finds his stroke, because he's leaving a lot of things short and not even close, when he finds his stroke, that's a kid who can go for 28 to 30 points. We haven't had a lot of those around here. They don't get the minutes, and the offense doesn't run that way. I think this year it might have to run such that Caleb Mills is going to rack up a lot of 24-plus point performances, and you could see that with the volume he's going to shoot, absolutely he can get there routinely this season. Well, and I'll tell you, um, I'd be quick hook guy on Wyatt Wilkes. Because he can't defend you, and he's at power forward, which is not ideal, instead of the instead of what his role was a year ago, and Cameron Fletcher's a better option there. So, mm. yeah, yeah, I agree. But I think that this coaching staff, to put it kindly, Whoop. this coaching staff, to put it kindly, <laughs> likes to rotate a lot of bodies, and yeah, we like to yeah. start games off by stealing minutes at the tip-off. 
They've, yeah, they've well, done that with a lot of trees in recent years. We'll see. I don't know if we can steal any more minutes. We used to steal them with uh, uh, Kamaji. And, That's what I'm saying. You yeah. get to like, it's 12 to yeah, 10 at yeah, the yeah. under 12, and you're like, well, there we go. Perfect. Here comes our real lineup for right, the last 12 right, minutes right, of this right, half. Right, yeah. You just lost in that moment. That you didn't pull away by 8 to you 10 early. You should have done something else. Right, yes, right. I agree. We, we like to do that. We had different teams then, though. And, and again, he's feeling it out. I don't know how many times he's going to try to do that. With Wyatt Wilkes this year. Uh, well, Worley and Cleveland appear to be solutions. Cameron Fletcher can be. It'll, it's boom or bust, but the boom is really nice. Uh, he, he said that John Butler is earning more time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's a kid Interesting, who, the other seven-footers uh, got told to have a seat. They didn't play at all. Yeah. Um, Ngom got in for seven minutes and he looked did. okay. He was all right. You know, I mean, he was nice all right. Little, nice little hook there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, I mean... Real work in action here. Real work in progress, I meant to say. Um, the thing is, on defense, they're giving up way too many threes on dribble drive. And, and that, that happened at Florida, too. If Florida bothered to make a, a decent amount while the game was in balance, that stat about us being up two with ten minutes to go, that, that's not even there. That's not. There were just way too many open looks. Yeah. And that's where a game like this one, or one that you don't circle on the schedule against a non-traditional opponent can become real problematic because if, if those kids decide to rise up and shoot and hit the way that Tulane did last night, you're in for a dogfight because you can't guarantee that we're going to score 75, 80 points right tonight. No, no, no. I, I said uh, a week ago, I said before the Florida game, and I'll say it again, I'll keep reiterating so people aren't like blown away as it happens. And I maybe I'm saying it to myself because I tend to get emotionally invested in Florida State basketball quickly. Um they're going to be an average to middling bunch for a good portion of this season. They're going to be an average-ass basketball team up until at least the halfway point. I don't see some pending breakthrough here. I think they've got enough holes and roles to be defined and matchup issues. I, I do. I think if Polite hits his threes, That's we feel help, yeah. a, a fundamentally different about the baseline. You know, there'll be an above-average team that can really yeah, go on yeah, a run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Polite hits his shot, that, that's what he's out there to do. Yeah. It won't make certain other matchups go away. Correct. But, yes, he's a better player than he's shown up to this point. Without question, he's a better player than we've seen up to this point. Hey, they got the win. At this point of the season, early in the year, when you're trying to figure things out and you're mixing and matching and you're trying to find the synergy that we're talking about here and everybody can figure out what their roles are or are not, you just want to garner wins while you're doing it. The skill level and the depth of talent that Florida State has had over the last three, four, five seasons has allowed them to have these grand experiments early in years and win games, sometimes awfully close, but that while they were figuring it out, they were getting out to, a like I said yesterday, a 10-2 a and two start, a 12 12- and three start and you felt very good at the middle point of the season saying okay well look we've got some you know we got some room to spare we could have an ugly night we could have a night where we just don't hit shots or the refs decide in Pittsburgh to allow the Panthers to go to the free throw line 57 times I mean it can happen and you can wear that because you started out by winning all those close games while you were experimenting I just don't know that we're going to build that margin for error that we've had in the past yeah this might be a little bit more um Edge of your seat stuff in middle February, late February. Yeah. Like, for example, the road trip to Purdue in the ACC Big Ten Challenge now looks daunting. Mm-hmm. Whereas you didn't worry for two or three years in a row. You're like, yeah, whoever it is, whatever. Yeah. We've got a real chance to Correct. win if we're not the outright favorite. This year, go on the road, you play that Purdue team. Doesn't feel good, does it? Uh, that would be an upset. Seems like it would be a yeah. pretty sizable yeah. one at this point, given where we're at. Yeah. I don't think we're going to do our part 
in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, Tom. We're not going to hold up the conference's pride and joy. That kind of sounds weird. <laughs> but even if we did, what do you think they'd do? They'd just show Notre Dame highlights and talk yeah, about Miami's yeah. accomplishments in the 80s like they were in the conference. Oh, floor. man. It is the Jeff Cameron Show on a Redemption Thursday. War Chant TV and 93.3 Real Talk Radio. like a Friday. Ought to be a Friday, damn it. Good song. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Who's a good coach? Who's a good coaching candidate? Who's the guy for Duke? I would tell David Cutcliffe to have a good day after they get boat raced by Louisville tonight. Uh, Now, at the time that David Cutcliffe took over at Duke, he took over a program that was, uh, do you remember this, Tom? I knew it was bad, but I don't remember being this bad. They had they were four and forty-two over the previous four seasons. Four and forty-two. Mm. Woo, mm. woo! Mm. That's some Kansas-level suck right there. Ooh, yeah, that's tough. All yeah, right, that's tough. So uh, they had won one conference game uh, and and had thirty-two losses in conference during that stretch. Woo, that's a lot of losses. Uh, so that's that's toughy. So he gets there. He says it will be better. I will make you better, and they did get better. They had some good years, including a 10-4 and record in 2013. Remember that 2013 season was a special one. Not it just was. here, but also there at Duke. Dead fish. Yeah. The dead fish handshake will be forever remembered. They went to the Peach Bowl that year, despite his anger at Jimbo Fisher. But uh, 2019 and 2020 has seen Duke go 7-16. and they are three and seven this year. They did go to the Peach Bowl. That was uh, the Johnny Manziel runs over the That's photographer right. moment. Oh, was that the big fat woman that was on the side there that his butt hits the camera right in her face? That was the Johnny Wait Manziel <laughs> runs over the photographer moment. You and I laughed uncontrollably for like an hour. We kept watching that replay. Mm. That poor woman. That poor woman. That's a, that's a great moment. Uh, so, I, by the way, equal opportunity laugh at you guy right here. If you're a dude or a woman, old, young, doesn't matter, you get hit by a player, you're a cheerleader, 54 pounds, 354 pounds. Doesn't make a difference to me. I love it. I want to see more of it. Every time people get run over on the sidelines, I think it's the best. Obviously, unless they're critically injured. Right. But, yes, I love it. Well, that was also the one time where it was Mario Pender was finally giving way to Dalvin Cook (laughs) at Syracuse on the road. Alas. And that 85-year-old woman is near the sidelines, yes, and Dalvin and Cook going, nearly destroys her. And you're going, no, 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 no. Yeah, that There was, was fear in her face. Yeah. I still have that photo on my phone. <laughs> yeah, there should have been fear in her face. I mean, goodness gracious. That's a, Why would you have anybody is, who is it, frail and elderly near well, the sidelines this, of a football game? Listen, as a sporting uh, crowd, if you will, or, or those, or a, or a nation that loves sport is a better way of saying it, we have a ridiculously bad habit of rolling out old-ass people on game day. Before, after, during, halftime, you name it, we will roll an old-ass person around the grounds of said sporting event. We love it. That's how we pay tribute to everybody. She was like a cheerleader on the Ernie Davis In the team 1932 or season, yes. It's insane. And we do it all the time, and invariably, it's a bad look. They're either on the verge of dying right there before us. 
they may or may not be on the cusp of being run over by an elite-level athlete who can't stop himself near a sideline, or they're wheeled out and drooling on themselves. And I think, where is the family? Why would you let this happen? Picture Ted Williams at the All-Star game. Yeah, that's, that's a good picture, yeah. <laughs> I mean, remember that? And... You know, they, they've done it with uh, Steinbrenner, who I hated, who was yep. a criminal, but Steinbrenner, they rolled out there. He's drooling on himself. He's cold and frightened. They don't just bring him out onto the field. He goes all yeah. around the oh, warning track. It's a victory oh, lap. Yeah, they're like, oh, look, everybody, he's about to die. Look at that. It was insane. Let's go, Yankees. <laughs> we do it all the time. Stop doing that. Anyhow, back to Cutcliffe. 7 and 16 combined these last two years, and they're 3 and 7 this year. And oh, by the way, they are over in the conference. They haven't won a game this year in the ACC, and they play Louisville tonight and Miami after that. Now, that's a great rivalry, Duke and Miami. We've seen some classics yeah. oh, over yeah. the years. Miami, Duke go to war every time they face each other. But uh, Duke, who's never beaten Florida State, May not beat anybody this year. Remember, Miami needed the officials' help from the ACC to get over on Duke. zig and zag and a right. bunch of clips. About you know, seven missed calls. <laughs> seven. Uh, if I'm David Cutcliffe, I bring this up because it's tonight's game, but if I'm David Cutcliffe, uh, wouldn't you just call it a day? He's 67 years old. He's going to be the old guy that gets run over that we're talking about here soon enough. Call it a day. Well, what victory lap are they going to have? Like the Manning Passing Academy? Is that like you know they're going to drive around fifteen-year-old quarterbacks? Like who's that old dude? He did a great job there for a very long time, and I'll give him, um, I'll give him credit. But I think the time yeah, is not. We've seen this a- act analysts, before. We've seen it. We we at Florida State know what it looks like when a guy's fastball is gone, when he's just throwing, you know, seventy down the heart. Well, BP every weekend. You can't have a guy out here rolling out throwing BP. Yeah, but analysts still, you know, they fall on that lazy trope. Like, it's amazing what David Cutcliffe has done here at Duke. Like, still today. What are you going to do? Well, we're back here at Wallace Wade, where I'd rather not be, but this is the assignment I got for this afternoon's action. As you can see, Duke still sucks, as they always do. Let's take it to you, Johnny. The matchup today. I mean, what are you going to say? Unbelievable the things that Cutcliffe (laughs) has done here. That's all you can do, though. It's like... Yeah, years ago, Johnny, it was amazing. This team has been asked for the last five years. Stop doing that. I would I would place a specific call to one person, one person only for that program. I would quietly have that person go through a competency exam because he's older than David Cutcliffe. But I would have him go through an exam, see if he still got see his wits got about it, him. Yeah. I'd ask him for the Rolodex. Do you have anybody reasonable that you could call that would take this job? Maybe somebody else who's... They're on the way out. They want to retire in life, mm-hmm. but they want one more shot. That call would be to Jim Grobe. I would call Jim Grobe. He, See if he's still sharp. He did. See if Jim still I think got it. was the AFL two years ago. That's the last time he coached. He was still coached. coaching is the point. He was the interim coach for huh? Baylor I'm after the Art Bryles. I'm going to give you one better. One better than Grobe? Yep. Because Grobe has done it in this oh, conference. No, 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 no. Steve Spurrier coached at Duke and won oh. the ACC. Famously took the picture against North Carolina in front of their scoreboard after doing so. And he's always submitted a vote when he coached for them to be in the top 25. He was the one vote. He would always do it. Yeah. He loves him some Duke. In a weird way, he's all about some Duke. You know they wouldn't suck. You know they wouldn't. I don't know that. Oh, come I on. know that he, he might be a, he might be falling asleep on the sideline. Now, I'm not telling you that they're going to go win anything of significance, but my man is not going 0 and 8 in the ACC this year the way Cutcliffe's going to. 
Steve would get to four wins in the ACC. Four conference wins? Yeah, or four? out of eight conference games? Come, come on, Tom. This is not a great conference. You get to play the Syracuses of the world. He'd coach circles around them. And you get to play. Uh, would he still? Would he still? Uh, yeah, probably. His concepts are so dated now. You think Jim Grobe is over here reinventing football? I mean, my man. Jim Grobe no. knows how to do more with less in a way that's unholy. In a way that's unholy. It's unbelievable. I, I love Jim Grobe. I got to meet and have dinner with the man. He was awesome. I had enjoyed my conversation. He was every bit the Jim that we thought he was. When I called you that night, I told you, he's a peach. I love him. I was so happy to hear that, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I admire the guy. I do, too. As he far as I could tell. Do you know... We get caught in this moment every time Jim Grobe comes up. But both sides, I don't know if Jim regrets it. He He's not even 70 yet, by he, the way. He probably doesn't regret it. But I really feel like this whole mess at Nebraska could have been avoided. Had he just said yes yeah, when yeah. they offered him, they did offer them the, him the job. They said, Jim, come save our ass. We are out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody wants to come here. We need you to run these old-timey systems to perfection so that we can retain our identity we've always run these systems and matter we don't matter right now we we had a little dance with the devil we thought it'd be fun to kind of open it up and air it out that was a mistake we can't do that here come on and jim said no i'm good i'm good right here at wake oh that is a kick in the cojones if you're in nebraska can you imagine the moment a man turns you down to stay at wake I don't like this conference. I don't like what it believes that we are because they're wrong about it. I don't like how it treats us like trash, and, and they and they want to hold on high Notre Dame's accomplishments from 30 years ago as though they were wearing the ACC uh, yeah, moniker correct. at the time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess there's a part of me that does like the ACC if you and I are talking about trying to fix Duke, fix their football I just program. like talking ball, baby. I love college football. I want to talk about coaching situations and who's a good fit where. And we got a lot of jobs open. TCU and all these other places. These are fun conversations. Yesterday we were talking about Virginia Tech. Who's a good fit at Virginia Tech? What job is Billy Napier going to pick? I love Billy Napier. I think he's perfect for LSU. That'd be a great hire. He just needs to move on, wherever it is. They, Go. They, but they look at him as less than because he's been at you know Louisiana. But I'd be like, well, look what he's done there. What do you mean? He can recruit the state. He's organized. He's a former Saban assistant. What are we doing? I'd hire him. But if they don't, Think about the jobs available. And then you've got uh, you got the USC job. Here we are talking about – there's a lot of cool stuff going on. We think the Miami job is going to be open. That's interesting. Who would take that job? Who's a good fit for that job? Quite possibly the guy that's the good fit is the guy that would never say yes to going to Miami, much to Miami's chagrin. If you're Miami, you want to hire a criminal because it fits your culture perfectly. What? You want to go – Lane Kiffin is oh. who you want to hire. You want to hire his cheating criminal ass to come down there and run your criminal empire and keep all those kids there He'd be illegally. on Levitard every day. That's what you want him to do. But he's never going to take that job. Why would you leave Oxford for Miami? That's a huge step down. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. 